Welcome to another episode of Millennials to Millionaires. I'm Alicia Ace West. I'm Twee, Twee Estate. Daniel King, a.k.a. King Sold. We back! We back, we back, we back! back another one. <laughs> In this episode, we're going to be talking about failures, okay? The fear of fa- failures. Every single person in this whole world is going to fail at least once, probably multiple times. So what is one of your biggest failures to date where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I failed that bad? All I right. know Twee got story, so... Twee, kick it off, man. I've been around the world and I... I, I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all. I've been at the bottom, bottom, mm-hmm. you know? Like, bottom, bottom. But I'll give you a story. So, back in 2014. So, at this point in my life, 2014, mm-hmm. I was addicted to real estate. I still am. Oh, like, I thought you were going to say you were addicted to something else. No. I was like, oh my God. We, we, we can't be friends we no more, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Alicia, look at me. You know I ain't got no problem. (laughs) You never know, okay? Start scratching his lips. Right? It's like, oh, I seen that twitch. I seen that twitch. I knew something was up with him. (laughs) (laughs) So you were addicted to real estate. I was addicted to real estate. So every deal I'd see, I'd be going crazy for. I'm like, okay, 10 grand down. Okay, yeah, that sounds amazing. Give me two of them. Mm -hmm. You know? So I was doing whatever. I was hustling, trying to make money. And everything that looked good, I was jumping on. And that was my problem. So I ended up jumping on this place, Queen West. It was a one-bedroom, tiny place, 395 square feet, tiny apartment, you know? So I ended up buying it, bought it for like 250 put 10 grand down, and I bought it on assignment, right? So someone is relying on me to get their assignment payout. You know, so I'm holding up someone's bag. Mm-hmm. So... I got it on assignment. I took possession of it. So now I took occupancy. So now I'm living in the place. I'm living there. And, you know, it's, it's blessed. I'm only paying occupancy fees. I'm paying like eight bills. You know, people are coming to the crib. People are chilling. You know, I'm like, yo, I have my own spot. It's I'm yours. Like, I was doing the roommate yours. for a long time. You yeah. Know? It's like I have my own spot. And then now um, the agent hits me. It's like closing's approaching. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know? Like, no, make sure you have your lawyer ready. Make sure you have your money ready. Like, closing's approaching. And then I start scrambling. I start panicking. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do I have to do? Yeah. Because I've never closed. Yeah. Right? So I've only put money down on pre-construction and only waited. I haven't closed at this point in 2014. So now, check my credit. I'm, I'm on Equifax. I'm waiting for it to load. I'm like, I'm holding on. I'm like, it's like, please, it please. Loads. It loads like please, 520. Oh, like, no. I'm like, how am I going to close this, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to ask my sister because she helped me on the last one. She helped me sign the last one. I'm like, I'm not going to exhaust that favor. So <laughs> should be ducking your call. should be over you. Yeah. Yeah. Call me like, you know what? Another one? Oh, nah. needs something. I ain't picking on this guy's call today. Uh, <laughs> I'm that younger brother, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm always, I'm always asking for things, right? You do it. They say ask you shall receive. Yo, that's right? what siblings are there I for. Always, <laughs> I always say closed mouths don't get fed, okay? Facts, so if you don't. want some, Facts. you gotta ask. Exactly. The worst you're gonna get is no, and then you move on. That's all. Right, so I'm trying to find someone that could go on title with me to close, and I can't find nobody. So he hits me up and says, okay, like closing's like 15 days now, 15 days approaching. I need to know what's going on because the sellers, the original owners 
are, are asking because their money depends on it and the builder wants to take back the unit because he hasn't heard nothing from the lawyers uh, in terms of closing. He's worried. So now I'm screwing over somebody. Mm-hmm. He's in the middle. He's pissed. And I'm just sitting there, this young kid, like 22, <laughs> like, yo, I don't want to let go, but it looks like this is going to mess up on me, you know? Yeah. So literally he gave me a date. It's like, okay, by Friday, by Friday, if you don't have your closing figured out, then, you know, I'm going to have to take back ways, the unit. Yeah. You know, so that he can have some time to move it in the last 15 days or so. So it's like Monday, Tuesday-ish, and I'm sitting in my place. And I'm just like, it's coming. You know, I'm just literally counting the days, counting the hours on the clock. Like, okay, like, Starting I'm going to have sweat. to move out. Yeah, I'm moving out. Like, there's no way I can hold on to this spot. And you're packing your bags. I have to pack my bags <laughs> and leave, you know. So Friday came, ultimately, and I had to leave. I had mm-hmm. to leave, you know. I gave my word. I'm like, okay, don't worry. If I don't figure it out by Friday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off. So I ended up leaving, but from that experience, I learned valuable lessons. Like obviously, with every failure, there's a lesson, right? Yeah, of course, always. You know, so in every mess, there's a message. That's what they say. That's what my my pastor always yeah. says, right? Shout out, Pastor Rel. So bars. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally, I've noticed that you have to have your closing in mind mm-hmm. whenever you're buying a property. And that's something that I preach now to some of my boys and stuff. Because, yeah, we still have that knack to want to buy all these like pre-constructions. Mm-hmm. And so put your money down 20 grand, 30 grand. But then in three years, four years, time flies. Yeah. The place is done now. So what are you going to do? And now right? what? And if you can't assign it, because I was the assignee. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't assign it. You know? Yeah. So it's like someone dropped Assign something on you, Like a hot plate and you can't move it, you know? Yeah. So... I learned to always have your closing in mind. So now when I'm buying something, I always have to take a second look. Or even when I'm advising someone, a young person, mm-hmm. I always say, you know what? Let's double check. Make sure that you have your mom on standby. Make sure you have your sister available. Co-signers. You possible. have to. Just on standby, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to bother case. them right now. But yeah. let's mm-hmm. at least make them aware that. Yeah. Start the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So that's something that. I, I urge all young people to do uh, for sure jump into the industry 100%. This mm-hmm. industry is beautiful, it's fruitful, there's a money for everybody to make, but definitely keep the closing of that property mm-hmm. in mind. I was actually watching Obama's um, town hall the other day in regards to everything that's going on with the riots, and um, there was one woman who spoke, she's a teacher, and she was just like, with teachers we always plan with the end goal like in mind so we start at the end goal and we work backwards so it's kind of like the same thing like start with the closing in mind Mm -hmm. and like work your way backwards and it will probably set you up for more success save you thousands of dollars Nice headaches, headaches, everything. Couple gray hairs, anxieties. You know what I mean? We're trying to preserve our age, okay? Not age ourselves quicker. What about you, Daniel? I know you got some failures too. For sure, we all got them, you know. And I feel like failure is a part of success. If you're not failing, all that means is you're not trying, Mm -hmm. right? So the more you fail, the quicker you'll be able to get to success. You know, Mm -hmm. I was always taught to you know fail forward. You know, don't fail and stay down and be like, oh, woe is me. Like, okay, like take it as a learning experience. And I'm sure from that learning experience, I'm sure moving forward, oh. you never lost your deposit ever I again. Is, that a, deposit fair, is again. that a fair statement to oh, make? Oh, that is 100% I mean, if he did, statement. I would be judging you. No, I'd be yeah, like, what? I would never you lose my deposit again. Say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me twice. What's the rest of it? No, it's the third one. It's the third one. Then it's three. Throw the peace sign. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to J. Cole, my favorite rapper. You know, the warm-up Friday Night Lights, my favorite mixtape. That was legendary. For me, um, I'll go back to 
my first condo in the Maryland Monroe buildings. Coming from selling cars, I was just, I, all I know how to do is flip, mm-hmm. right? So I would get a car and I would flip it in a very, very quick timeline, right? So I'm always, you know, I get a car, I flip it, whatever I'm getting. I get iPhones, whatever, I'm on Kijiji, I flip, flip, flip. And I always thought that, you know, the quicker you flip, the more money you will make, right? But mm-hmm. in real estate, it's not quite like that. Real estate is a more patient game, right? So it's not about flipping quickly, right? Because what happened with me and my one of my failures, one of my first failures is my first property, I flipped way too quickly, right? I flipped it in six months and we didn't make as much money as we really could have. If you just held if out I held a on little to it, bit longer. Right? So I bought that property at $219,000. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I didn't even need to sell it. Like, I was home, living at home at at the time. I was 21. I was living in my mom's basement. And I was just thinking, yo, we're going to flip this, get it. We're going to get another property. But, like, getting the mortgages at that age was very challenging. Yeah. Right? So, what I really should have done was just waited. I could have rented it out. I could have moved in there myself. Mm -hmm. Right now, so this is back in 2016. Right now, that property is worth, like, $480,000. Not surprised. Right? So, and it's a one-bedroom, one-plus-one in the Maryland Monroe buildings on the sixth floor. Unit 606. I'll never forget. Um, if I held on to that unit till today, I would have made, you know, well over mm-hmm. a quarter million dollars. And you definitely la- you definitely could have just rented it out and Simple. still made. Simple. Like, it would have covered my been cost. able to pay for your costs, your mortgage, whatever. And you would have been fine. It exactly. wouldn't have been anything like you would have had to pay out of your pocket. 100%. And that time, like, I didn't have the right mentors in my life. It's mm-hmm. funny because actually my mentor, Sherrard, I met him because he was the one who sold that condo for me. Yeah. But essentially, you know... That was one of the biggest lessons I learned, especially when I look back today. It's just like I wasn't able to get into another property mm-hmm. for about two and a half years. So it wasn't even it, like you used that money real quick. That listen, money could have been gone on something else. Listen, listen, Bought a new car. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. so that was that was a tough part for me because, like I said, I didn't have to sell. Nope. I could have, like I said, there was a tenant. I, I inherited tenants when I bought the place. I could have mm-hmm. literally just kept them in there. For two years and just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And my investment of 20 grand would have turned into a quarter million dollars mm-hmm. that I left on the table. Mm-hmm. Right. So every time I go to Mississauga, I look at those buildings and I shed a tear. Oh, wow. Your I'm heart like, breaks left, just left, a little, little a bit quarter, more. I left a quarter million on the table. You know what it reminds me of? In Ottawa, right? So I went to school in Ottawa. My family lives in Ottawa. So I go to Ottawa a lot. I go to Ottawa every two weeks. So in Ottawa, back in 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, 2016, let's say. I was doing deals like crazy, signing up all these people to buy townhouses. Like, probably sold like forty townhouses like that in that year. Whole block, right? <laughs> like, I was literally, go- block. I was literally going into all the builders, and I'm like, I have an entire church group. Da da da. We want to buy. I was negotiating incentives. Okay, yeah, we're getting hardwood on all these units. Okay. We're getting granite on all these units. So you were that guy. Yeah, and then I was just calling all the people. Okay, yeah, it's your time to sign. Come sign. These townhouses were $240,000. You know how much they're selling for right now? $404,000. And you never bought one yourself. Ask me how many I bought myself. How many? Zero. Why? Zero. He was too busy doing the work for everybody else. Because you know what it was? I was like, like, I was so focused on Toronto. Yeah. You know, so... I was so focused on Toronto and, and Toronto potential to go downtown. Yeah. Like Booming City. But, like there's still appreciation. So but there's still appreciation out there. The appreciation yeah. skyrocketed exponentially. 
Wow. I didn't partake. And it was only until 2018 that I finally got a townhouse out there. Okay. But it's still up now. But imagine if I got two or three. You know what they're asking for down back then? How much? $15,000. That's nothing. $15,000 and you would have made $150,000 today. Dang. So fifteen grand. That wasn't like an installment. That was your entire down payment. Three payments of five grand over three months. I could have just gave them the whole thing, been like, "Here, take it. Take the fifteen thousand right now." Wow. Wow. And I didn't buy one. One for yourself. And you were in a position to buy at the time. I could have. Obviously, you sold forty of them. Yeah, I could have. You could even have negotiated a deal with the money. Yeah. There were so many things you could have done. I was taking that money. I was running to Toronto. Like, oh, I'm buying this precot, buying this precot. Yeah. But the thing is, is sometimes you don't know. And that's the beauty of life. Like, you need to go through these experiences so you're able to be like, wow, the next time, let me do this instead, right? Like, not everything is going to be really easy, a layup. Because that would have been a layup. Yeah, like, right. do you know what I mean? Like, you I'd keeping be, it would have be been a layup, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to be wearing a Richard Millie instead of the AP. <laughs> no, but getting back to failure, like, I think it's very, very important to understand that it, it is a part of success, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, discipline, it weighs ounces, but regret weighs tons. And that's one thing that I like to think is that you can have the discipline to, you know, take that risk. And mm-hmm. I think the the biggest risk that you could take is actually not taking, not taking any, any risk, risk at all. Yeah. Right? Right then and there, like, you didn't mm-hmm. take a risk to buy something for whatever that reason mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And there's been opportunities that came across my table as well. And, you know, I hummed and hawed and it was just like, mm-mm. You know what? I'm not sure. You. you know, and it's like, you know what? Can I do? Can I make the sacrifice right now? Do mm-hmm. I have all the money together? Mm-hmm. And those moments there, when you second guess yourself and you don't actually, you know, jump and you just sit on the fence, that's the most expensive place to be mm-hmm. because when you actually take teeter tottering. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like I, one of my favorite quotes is like, "Take a risk," because one of two things is gonna happen. You're gonna win. And, you, and you're going to be up or you're going to lose and you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but either way, whether you win or you or you lose, it's, it's still a, an amazing experience that's going to be able to contribute to your success and help you become a successful person. And take the time to like really evaluate what happened and process it and figure out where you can learn for your next steps. Like mm-hmm. even with me... Um, with me moving all the time. Like, I moved from city to city. I've lived here in Toronto. I've lived in D.C., New York, and Detroit, right? And every experience is a little bit different. Some are great. Some are just like, uh, not so much. But I learn from every place that I've lived in and situations I've been in where there's workplace um, failures. And you just kind of pick yourself up. And you'll be like, okay, I'm smarter. And that's how you really become um, more wise, right? Um, one thing I've picked up from this conversation is to have patience as well mm-hmm. um, with in regards to just waiting a little bit because it's, of the value yeah. will go up. And That's a it. lot of these different markets, like yeah. my friend, even in Detroit, bought a place for $15,000. Who buys a condo for $15,000, right? Can you imagine if I was like Toronto. Listen, you buy sheds for fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> right? a pergola in your backyard. You can't, you can't, you can't even, even buy that. You can't, you can't, can't even spot for, for real, for real. Parking spot downtown is hundred grand. He bought it for fifteen thousand dollars, and he still ended up coming up winning. But he could have won even more. Um, a couple of years later, he ended up selling that condo for um, 
I guess like a hundred thousand, he made like, or he made $80,000 off of that. And so like, that is such a crazy growth going from 15, just paying 15,000 yeah. to making 80,000. That's, that's the power of real estate. But yeah. if he waited, a couple man, years because Detroit is still building. Yeah. He could have like tripled that. Yeah. Like that yeah. condo could eventually go for like four hundred thousand. Yeah. For real. I like, always tell people real estate's not a get rich quick scheme. No. Nah. You gotta it's, have it's patience. Get rich slow, mm -hmm. but which is a lot better than get rich never. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, You'll get rich eventually. Of course. <laughs> man, I used to, time. I used to tell people back in like 2013, 2014, like trust the process. Like yeah. you put your money down, just wait. Like mm -hmm. even you're not gonna do nothing with the money. Your money goes down with inflation anyways. Inflation rates 3% a year. So just by having your money sitting wherever in the bank or a shoebox or whatever, your money's going down, mm -hmm. you know? So literally the greatest things in life are on the other side of fear. Yeah, yeah. So I had all these people around me. They're like, oh, no, nah, like I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to, you know, they're scared because mm -hmm. right? yeah. they've never seen it done. And mm -hmm. I'm like, why would I be scared to, to experience something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, why would I be scared to see what life is like if For I did sure. this? You ever been scared of approaching a girl? Like, yeah, and it's like you're like you're not sure whether you want to do it or not, and then you actually do, and she's receptive and she 100%. gives you the number. It's the same thing. You feel like you're on cloud. Or nine. when you don't, when you don't, and then you drive off, you're like, oh, and then you see her in like a couple weeks later with somebody else, yeah. and you're, you're like, like, dang, Yo, and like that guy's a waste. You like that could have been mine. <laughs> no, I was watching the Last Dance, and one thing that Michael Jordan said to me. Not to me, but... So you know Michael Jordan? No, no, I wish I, I did. Got, I got a picture with Michael I Jordan, see, I so... See that on your IG. We're going to get to that right now. But what Michael Jordan said, he's like, it's not wanting to win, it's refusing to lose. Mm -hmm. That, out of the entire last dance, that stuck with me the most. Yeah. Because it's like, he didn't care about winning. You know, obviously winning is great, mm -hmm. but whether he was gambling, whether he was playing dice, whether he was mm -hmm. in a casino, he just wasn't going to lose. Nah. Yeah. He had that... Killer instincts. That, that mental mentality. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. His all. Like he would leave it on the court or wherever yeah. he was. Right. He had that instinct. Okay, so before we end this episode off, what is our book of the day? Book of the day is The 50th Law by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. Um, this is a powerful book. Robert Greene is the one who wrote The, 50, the 48 Laws of Power. Um, so he teamed up with 50 Cent, which is one of the people that I look up to a lot in terms of the business sense. And this book is all about fear. It's about, you know, overcoming fear. It's about all the fear and doubts that you have in your mind. But the key is one of the biggest parts in this book that stuck out to me was like people are scared to be themselves. Mm -hmm. People are scared. What is that person going to think? You know, if I become a, if I start selling real estate on the side and, you know, it's not my profession, like are people going to think I'm struggling? Like mm -hmm. what I need? But realistically, it's, it's another stream of income. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm -hmm. He, 50 Cent, lost that fear of what other people thought mm -hmm. of him. Mm -hmm. And that was his power. He said he became the most powerful. When he lost that fear of what will people think, he became the most powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, he did Get Rich or Die Trying, the movie, the soundtrack, Vitamin Water Deal, which made Man. him over 100 M's. I'm, that was key. I'm reading his book right now, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. And he talks about his first power deal. So, you know, power of this TV show. Yeah. So, Stars offered him, it was like $130,000 for like eight episodes, where it worked out to be like 20,000, 20 something thousand dollars an episode. And he's like, I didn't even need the money. It wasn't about the money. I was like, I had so much confidence in myself 
mm-hmm. that I knew principle. from this first this first deal, this first season, mm-hmm. that it's gonna take off. Yeah. And after that, his next contract was 150 million dollars with stars. <laughs> Power became the the top rated show on yeah. the network. Like it's about smashed, knowing your value. Smashed records. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't scared to believe in himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He actually believed in himself. Yeah. R.I.P. Ghost. <laughs> R.I.P. Ghost. That's my guy. So don't be scared. Know your value. Come on. Yeah, invest in yourself. Come just on. believe, and once you live your truth too, oh my gosh, like life just starts to make more sense, and you're able to really live. Yeah. Hundred thousand percent. The quote for today: Don't fear failure. Fear being in the exact same place next year than you are today. Mm-hmm. I'm Daniel King, aka King Soul, the real estate mogul. I'm Tuya State, real estate, real estate. And I'm Alicia Aislas. That's the Millennials to Millionaires podcast. M2M. Right.